0: If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want to coach and tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play, because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things.
1: Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubenville, and, and welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast. Take at three. VCE Productions right inside Nashville, Tennessee, home of country music and country mm-hmm. music superstars. We have our own superstars at the table today, yes, I like as that. always, to the right the CEO and founder of the Goat Family Brands. He's got his new shirt on. We're going to talk about that later today. Tyler Burnett. Tyler, welcome to the show as always. Thanks for
0: having me. I can't help but look over here at the... The shirt across the table.
1: Yeah, we'll talk That's about that. Here. He my always thing. brings a new t-shirt. He is from Brentwood. We call him the LinkedIn Whisperer. He's the calming force to our show. None other than our good friend in a new t-shirt that you're going to talk about today. Yeah. John Byers. John, I got your first and last name this time. Go ahead and tell us about the shirt yeah, today. Look, lucky, lucky for me, for me I'm, I'm in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee. Well, thank God you are. Uh, yeah.
2: Project 615, one of my favorite on the planet, although if you're listening, you've, you've really slowed down and you're greatness over the last 10 months i'm not sure what's going on but
1: well luck, lucky for us john's on the bus and we're so glad you're here today yes and, and, you're, you. and you're part of it our show is simple number one it's like waffle house we serve it up in a way that you can get it mm-hmm. number two it's about the stages of life 20s we taught to get into game 30s we move up in the game 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, what the research says is we finally ask ourselves, what is it that you really want? As you go through a time today, I hope you ask yourself, what is it that I really want? Somebody
2: it- asked me the other day too, or, or told me, so people that do podcasts think they know everything. And I thought, you know, let's just throw that out on this episode because that's not true for <laughs> us here. Like we're going to share about all the ways we mess, mess it up. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's our thing, right? So yeah. this isn't about hey, let us impart our wisdom mm-hmm. onto
1: you. It's quite the opposite, I think. Yeah, it's what, what we say: real, raw, relevant. Ooh, that's that's we got to bring that back. Yeah, I got to bring that that's back. Good. But you know what? What goats? Goats more than anything in sports, they're easy to see. They're people that that are recognized for their greatness. What they do elevates everyone else around them. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, mm. greatest of all time.
2: I've got a sport
1: I'm it, Sorry, Go. In, go. in, in <laughs> go business it's a little bit more difficult to see. In business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, education, and experience. What they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy. It creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. We put this podcast together, uh, and we're really a quick cast. We're a car ride to work and a car ride home, but we put it together because the phone calls that we have were so interesting, at least to me and and you mm-hmm. and, and hopefully our audience that we said, hey, when do you start recording these? And so each each time that we get together around the table right here in VCE Productions, we, we talk about one topic. And for today, and we get to the blocking and tackling of that. Today, what we're talking about is this thing called adversity mm-hmm. quotient. What we know about emotional intelligence, what we know is that it's the number one predictor of performance in the workplace. We know that. Number two, we know that it can be taught and learned. And number three, we know... That those that have it perform at a higher level than those that don't. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I know is that Colby's IQ at ten is the same at twenty, at thirty, at forty, at fifty. Colby's personality, and that's little Colby too. I'm sorry, that I'm boring you. <laughs> little Jack, Coop, little, <laughs> Jack <Jimenville. laughs> little, little Jack a Little Jack Uh My personality <laughs> at ten it is not much different at 20 and 30 and 40 when i'm in the grocery store and i'm checking out and i'm i'm mad because there's other people that have a bunch of stuff in their shopping cart they're in the 10 that, item lane yeah there's they a little there's got, little colby they got, they got saying can i get something off. can i get a twix bar right there can oh, i get okay. out can i get it here and i have to say little colby you got to stop we're going to get the grocery store everything's going to be okay so we have that in us right <laughs> we all do you know um, you do. Yes, 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 it is, it, it is. And so the, the point is, is yes, that... Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that today we're going to... The one thing that you can change is not your IQ, is not your personality, but it's your emotional intelligence. And we're going to spend the next 25 minutes talking about this thing called adversity adversity quotient, AQ, mm-hmm. and why that's such a critical part to emotional intelligence. And I know that you have some some thoughts on this.
2: Well, I do, but I'm going to share a GOAT first. And As you should. And when I think about and I'm going to take us back to sports here. Uh, one of, I mean, just the GOAT, September 8th, 1990, 43-year-old Nolan Ryan mm-hmm. is on the mound pitching to one of the greatest – teams they say in baseball you had the Kansas City Royals on the other and the other dugout you had George Brett Bo Jackson who was at the mound in this particular play Nolan Ryan pitches a pitch to to Bo Jackson I mean the, uh, who is also certainly a goat right I mean Bo knows everything he certainly knows goatness Bo's on Bo's at the plate hits a ball into Nolan Ryan's face like, hits him in the face. Yeah. And what does Nolan Ryan do in that adversity moment? He picks up the ball, gets Bo Jackson out at first base. That's the first thing he does. This is Bo Jackson who breaks bats off his knees, right? Like, this it's is actually, the, the metal bats, not the wooden ones, the metal bats.
1: That's actually his quad. It was not his knee. It was his quad. <laughs> okay.
2: There we go. <laughs> little little Colby coming out of the net. So, Bo Jackson gets him out at first. Steps off the mound, takes some time, just took a Bo Jackson ball off the face. Stays in the game for seven more innings, mm-hmm. strikes eight people out, 17 more outs total, and blood just, the whole time, he's licking the blood off his face that gets onto it because he wanted to minimize the amount of blood on his jersey. Yeah, That's Nolan Ryan, the GOAT, still, I think, maybe... Has the f- some certain uh fastball records record, something? I don't know if he's got. It's I controversial, don't. but anyways, he's the pre pre
1: steroid. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Hey,
0: so Nolan Ryan. if
1: if a player if that happened to a player while Coach Pete was was coaching, what, what would Coach Pete have said to, to that well, player? I
0: can tell you <laughs> that's from one experience that I had with Coach Pete, <laughs> my sophomore year, I swung and missed at a changeup. <laughs> This was February. You can start practicing. I believe February the first, and this was February the first. Okay, we were having a scrimmage game, and I swung and missed, and I had a shooting pain in my elbow. The next pitch, I hit a double, got on second. I said, "Hey, you know, somebody come get me." So I go back, and the trainer says, "I, I think you broke your hook of the hamate, this bone right here in your hand." So we went to the we went to the doctor, went to, you know, MTSU training room, got a quick X ray. I fractured my hamate. Jeez. So, after practice, I get with Coach Pete. We go to the office. Well, just to be clear, you fractured your hand by not hitting the ball. Swung and missed. Yeah, the way the the way the knob rotates in your hand, it's not a matter of if you're going to break it, but when, if you play long enough. Jeez. So, most guys get it cut out in the offseason in pro ball a lot of a lot of times. So I wouldn't say most guys because you're just that same pressure rubbing right there over yeah. and over. But I went in and talked to Coach Pete after practice, and I told him, I said, um, yeah, I broke my ham eight bone. And uh, he said, all right, let me tell you about this one time when I was in college. Of
2: course he did. Oh, and boy. I was catching,
0: and I took a foul tip off the thumb, and it split my thumb all the way down to here. And guess what I did? I taped it up and kept playing. And I said, well, that's not the option they gave me. So, um, so it was eight weeks rehab or six weeks if you got it cut out. Wow. And so he said, "All right. So what you gonna do?" And I said, "I'm gonna get it cut out." So I got it cut out. Played 21 days after surgery, and we kept trucking along. But that's just that's just one of the the great Pete stories. Coach just Pete's
2: always a worthy goat. He
0: yeah. Be...
1: Well, and and the he story. He is, but
0: but we're gonna talk about goats here. If can I share my goat? I thought you, I thought you, did. I thought go you go did. I'm gonna go Tiger Woods. Okay. Ooh. You know the, the miraculous of comeback for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and all the stuff. He's de- he's dealt with from a from a marriage standpoint to a, from a, a health and surgery standpoint, and the way he was able to compartmentalize those things and go out there and focus and be in the grind with all the distractions it's around, and how he could put it behind him and come back. I, I can't wait to see what he does now. I mean, I I have no idea what's going to come of this from from the accident that he just had several It'll weeks ago. Better. And who cares if he plays golf again anymore? I just I hope he's okay. But it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if you could come back twice like
1: that, I couldn't imagine there's anybody else in the world that could do that. All right. Yeah, and that's I'm looking at, I'm looking at Genesis as a car these days because if you can survive with with that car and that kind of crash, then that's definitely fits the theme for today's show. It rolled seven times.
0: Right? Yes, yes. yes.
1: How do you use adversity to accelerate growth?
2: Talk about this article by Kevin Chen, com, which is kind of what helped prompt this episode. But talk a little bit about that and kind of where where that has led us.
1: Well, emotional intelligence typically is broken into four pieces, right? The the, the first part is self-awareness. The second part is self-regulation. The third part is social awareness. And then the fourth part is relationship management. And so what I think this article does is take a step further below those four big ideas and says that out of all those, it's the adversity that you experience that ultimately sets the stage for your level of emotional intelligence, the ability for you to be self-aware, self-regulate, social awareness, and relationship management, your ability to use adversity to accelerate growth. One thing that we know about struggle is it helps us think better, mm-hmm. communicate better, and make better decisions. I so, think
0: that's why sports are so or can be so good for kids. Because you have to battle through the adversity, especially take baseball, for instance. You fail three you fail seven out of ten times and you're a Hall of Famer. Oh
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And me and Brian were having the conversation today you could see that something was going to happen in our schedule and that we were able to, and I'm not saying that I'm great by any stretch of the imagination, but I was able to, to be ahead of it, understand like, Hey, we need to do this. Or I I think this is going to happen today with weather or whatever it may be. And we got to talking about it because later on we realized it was the right decision. I was like, why do you think that we're able to do that and have that consciously to make a decision ahead of schedule? And he's like, I think it's sports. I think it's baseball. I think it's, you're playing shortstop and it's the eighth inning and there's a runner on second base and you know, the score, you know, the inning, you know, who's pitching, you know, who's hitting, you know, the field conditions, you know, who you have in left field behind you and who's in center field. And if you know, you're preparing all the time. So that preparation through sports can help you prepare for this right here. When you get, when you get in the adult world, it's the adversity.
2: Yeah. And here's one of the things that I disagree with in the, in the article, uh, and Kevin Chin writes about adversity quotient, in his opinion, is more important than the other two. IQ, which I probably can, can sell that argument, but I'm not sure it's more important than emotional <laughs> intelligence. But here's probably my favorite quote from the article. He says, the key determinant of success and winning in business is adversity quotient. EQ and IQ are important, but... Insufficient, requ- uh, insufficient without adversity quotient. Without AQ, the success of your team will always be finite. So I, that was probably my favorite quote. But the overall article, it just kind of—I agree I, with that. I agree with that quote. I, I like it. That's it's totally right. Where, but, are
1: you, where, but do you,
2: but do you agree that adversity quotient is more important than EQ?
1: I think I do. Do you? But, but here's because here's why. It's it's the catalyst. You cannot be self-aware until you go through so much struggle that somebody says to you or the world punches you in the face and you have to face it. We put kids through college. We pat them on the back their whole career, and we say, hey, John, you can be anything you want to be. And at 18, we say, hey, John, I don't care what you do. Just get out of the house. And so you go and you look around, and all your friends are going to college. And so you say, Hey, I'm going to go to college too. And you go to college and you do everything that they say to do. You got to take this money, this many hours. You got to take these classes, and you'll get this degree. And you get the degree and you go out to the world and you go, Hey, world, here I am. Hire me. Hire me. I have nothing to say. I really can't articulate my value. I've never really had any struggle. To learn what my value is to the world. We live in the knowledge economy, and it says two things. Number one, know and understand your value. And number two, put yourself in a position to use it. What I think Chen is saying is that you can't do either until you take it on the chin. Hmm. Did you see how I tie that together? Yeah, it was chin good. And he, chin so, and chin. Well, well done. <laughs> just, it just went right by you. Can like a Nolan, so, we say like, that these days? Like, a Nolan, say, like, like I, a Nolan Ryan fastball that just went right freaking by you.
2: I'm offended by that. <laughs> EQ and IQ are important but insufficient requirements. I agree with the statement, but I just think the whole purpose of us being existing is connection. And EQ is what allows us to do that, not the fact that I took something on the chin. Again, both are important, but I think he kind of ranks them in the article, and that's what I—that's what I don't like. Maybe with some—you messed it up ranking it for me.
0: Maybe with some emotional
1: intelligence, you can you can avoid adversity. But but I still think he's right. I I still think he's right. You think about our relationship. You think about our relationship. Where is the connection really really happening? Where does the connection really happen? It's in the struggle.
2: It's true. I mean, I think about, a, and this, I'm not sure this is going to support my argument here, but <laughs> um, but I think about a personal story uh, with John David a few years ago. He was a wrestler. He wrestled you know, four or five years. And it was cool because that was kind of my sport growing up as I was a wrestler. And so in wrestling, you're, you don't necessarily have to be tied to your team. So one of the cool things about our relationship, at least for me, I don't think it was so much for him, is that we would be able to travel together and I could just coach him. And so we could just go randomly to tournaments. So when we would go to visit family in Georgia, we'd find a tournament. I'd put him in and and I'd go coach him. So it was a really unique, cool experience. And we were in Georgia one particular weekend and I entered him into two weight classes. Um, Was it weight or age? Anyways, I can't remember. But he wrestled 12 matches that weekend. Which is a lot, because oh, normally I mean, you wrestle five or six. Yeah. The very first match of the weekend, he comes off um, after the match, and he's like, "My finger's hurting," and he was bleeding right up under his cuticle. And I'm like, "Well, it looks like maybe the kid's fingernail scratched it," and he couldn't shake it. I mean, this is a tough kid, and he just couldn't shake it. Well, all that to say, he ended up going to let he won eleven of the twelve matches that weekend. He won both of his weight classes that he was in, age, whatever it was. And a couple weeks later, fingers still hurting. We take him to the doctor, and he had fractured the the growth plate under his pinky yeah. the very first match and kept wrestling. That is adversity quotient. Yes. Right? Does that help him connect? And I mean, the emotional, intelligent piece is what I think is... It's
1: critical to life. Yes, I think it does. But, so t- help me understand that. Well, for the first time. And he's
2: a stud, stud right? So I, I want to t- help me connect with this the This was John David?
1: Yeah. The, the, for the first time, he's developed a level of self-awareness that he didn't have before. And, and the awareness is in, can I stand in this moment and do what I need to do to finish this? Or do I walk back, take a step back from it? The second thing that it does is teach regulation self regulation, the ability to regulate in a moment of conflict, which is what we need to teach people how to do. So so those two pieces right there mm. were built, the awareness and the regulation were built because of the adversity that he faced. And it sped up the ability to grow.
2: Okay. All right, I can I can get behind that.
1: I have a similar story. I broke my navicular bone. Navicular. Navicular in uh, playing football. We played UAB. Is and this when you try to take on the big dog? Yeah, he's like six six, three hundred 300 pounds. And, and little Colby thought he could take it. Little, <laughs> <laughs> little Colby thought he could take it. So I thought I was going to get smart and I was going to jump all sides and I was going to pop him underneath his chin and let him know who I okay. was. And so I did. Got called for the penalty. And when I did, I broke my navicular bone up underneath his chin. And so I had to oh, play wow. the rest of the game with that navicular bone.
2: God, Coach Pete would have been so proud of you. I know.
1: Well, and so I went to Raniger, and, uh, you know, he called me Corey. Yes, he did. Because why well, would anybody name their kid And he pointed, pointed
2: like he pointed this. Pointed like this.
1: He said, well, Corey, does it hurt? And, I mean, it's swollen. I'm like, yes, sir, it, it, it hurts. Well, I mean. Are you hurt or are you injured? Can you still play?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I played for That's two weeks. such m- a good
2: coach question. Are you hurt or are you injured? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I go I go play for two more weeks and then I go to the doctor on my own and uh, it was broken. And um, I learned how to manage and regulate through a very difficult time, which is what, in my opinion, a lot of what life is about.
2: Yes. So here, here's a thought that I had. Cause I'm in this struggle still, of, and I don't know why I feel like I need to rank. Which is more important? It's uh, maybe it's Kevin's fault. It's Kevin Chen's fault because he ranks them. I'm not okay with that. Clearly, I have all kinds of feelings about it. So
1: yeah, because you're seeing it as a hierarchy.
2: Yes, and it's not.
1: They're both. He says they're both
2: important. All that to say, let me tell you something that really helps me. And again, getting back to trying to be practical in our in our podcasts, our quick casts right here, you. right? Yeah. yeah. How do we? How can we tie in both? And I think whether it's people that we work with, our kids, our spouse, any kind of relationship, how can we build both at the same time? We ask those that we want to deep, dive deeper into relationship with, tell me about a time where you face adversity and how you push through. Mm-hmm. Because I think when we know that about people – it first of all, I think it, it challenges our emotional, our EQ to be able to ask that question of somebody because it's vulnerable, yeah. requires them to be vulnerable to answer. But if you can get a good answer, how much more do we learn about somebody and their ability to push through in their life how they faced the the AQ and they or how they grew their AQ, I should say.
1: Yeah. What is what is your thought from There's a thirty a year old perspective? I mean, I agree with
0: I agree with all of the above that we've discussed. Yeah. It's important to learn how to build relationships. So does that mean with me or with Colby? Because I agree. I agree. It's not a hierarchy. They're both. I'm feeling so very. contentious. I know you are. That but shirt. If,
2: yeah, I need some. I need some. Tequila yeah. and my spindrift.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jay <laughs> gave us the spindrift. What what really is in there? We're not sure because it says the tagline says, time. "Yep, that's it." <laughs> so, yeah. so what? 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 Is, what is it? So so your your response is, I agree with all. I, I agree that it's not a hierarchy. Do you, do you think he think doesn't
2: you, have a very do, high do AQ do you to you be able to that, say that kind of do thing?
1: You, <laughs> do you think that adversity is important? For people. I know it to is to grow. Okay. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that without it that we can
2: grow? I think it's a cr- critical part of the recipe for success in business and relationships. It's like the here's, dough on
1: the pizza. Here's here's here's, <laughs> yes. here's what I know is that that from birth that we are hardwired to handle adversity. It is in our DNA mm-hmm. to handle adversity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the biggest opportunity we have as parents for our children is to put them in moments where they can struggle and figure that out. Mm. But I think I can,
0: there's some people that don't do that, and well, that's why I, their kids I, struggle with. I they would list say, it instead
1: of loving it. I would say that the there's. Opportunity. Oh, way to tie it back together. I, I well would done. say that that's the majority. But I, I and I'll share this as we start to to bring the Southwest Plain to the ground. <laughs> Um, I was
0: I was raised by two completely different families, two different styles, like 100%. Okay. My parents divorced at one. My dad loved to put me in difficult situations and challenge me and push me. And my mom just loved me to be, wanted me to be happy. Yeah. And so I feel like that if I would have grown up with just my mom, maybe I would be a little happier. But I wouldn't be able to battle through any kind of adversity. Whereas I, I was with my dad more of the time and now I see adversity. It's not like, oh man, this is happening to me. It's like, all right, this is what I got coming. What do I do? What do I do to yeah. to to mitigate the to mitigate it or to to make up for it. So, and to make up and, for it. And, so,
2: and Kevin, I think you need to revise this this statement. EQ, IQ, and AQ are all important, but insufficient without the other two.
1: I like that. I think that's fair. I can remember when I went to Millsaps and went out and, and practiced football for the first first week and go through classes where I'm assigned 300 pages of reading. And <laughs> I've fun. never read 300 pages in my life. And I'm laying there on a plastic mattress in a dorm saying to myself, that's sticking to me as I'm laying in bed. <laughs> wow! And I'm saying to myself, why did I sign up for this? And so I called my mom because that's the only person you can call at that moment. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm in the wrong place. I'm getting beat up on the football field every day. I've been assigned 300 pages of reading. You know that I don't like to read because my eyes are all jacked up. So I'm coming home. And my mom said, nope, you're in the right place. You're exactly where you need to be, and you need to keep doing it and call me back when you have just a little bit of success. And she hung up the phone. Wow,
2: Mom, come on. And so right. I made
1: a B-minus. My first semester at Millsaps was D, 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 B. That was it. And I made a B in a history class, and I called my mom, and I said, I made a B minus on this test, and she said, if you'll just keep doing that every week, little by little, you'll start to get better. And now you're Dr. Juvenville. By the grace of God, I am (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Juvenville. I am Dr. Juvenville and and for uh, my good friend Tyler Burnett. My good friend, John Byers, Thank and you. right here in VCE Productions in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm Colby Jubinville. We've had a little adversity together today <laughs> around the table. That's why it's good. And this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Oh.